Hey MW, it's Melissa and Stephanie Karkache, two sisters and the founders of Millennial Women and your host of Millennial Women Talk. We're so grateful you're sharing your time with us today. By tuning into this episode, you're investing in becoming the best version of you and we are thrilled to be on this journey together. In one of our most vulnerable and rawest conversations this season, we speak to health and wellness influencer, Nicole Mejia, about why building Lully, her new venture with her sister, Noel Mejia, is so timely in this new age of body positivity and health-conscious well-being. We share some of our personal challenges surrounding these topics and how we overcame them on this episode. Nicole teaches us how to accept our bodies, how to be more conscious about the environment, and the best ways to figure out the right lifestyle that works to help you fully live like you love yourself. There were so many insightful moments on this episode, but here are some of our favorites. Patience, forgiveness, flexibility, like these are things that I think need to be integrated into a busy, high-achieving, driven, compassionate, giving woman's life. Yes, I need Mm -hmm. to be at my best, but being at my best is not fixed. Being at our mm-hmm. best is not fixed. Yes, ma'am. We ebb and flow. You know, so I actually stopped researching the disease and I started continuing to research like nutrition beautiful, beautiful. and lifestyle. So I was like, forget about the disease. I don't want to learn more about this. Like, okay, that's there, <laughs> whatever. There, right, like, who right. cares? I want to see other nutrition. Okay, MW, the journey to getting closer to the best you starts right now. Nicole Mejia. Yes, girl. Live, in person, in our studio. We're so excited. (laughs) On a Friday. On a Friday. On the day that jump ends. Just so you guys know how much I love you. Oh, my God. No, we appreciate it. It means so much to us. And I'm excited to start jump on Monday. But by the time this episode has come out, I've probably already finished it. And there will be a new jump coming out. So that's exciting. We'll be starting getting Jan. Yes. January. So exciting. I love how you guys just went, yes. Yes. (laughs) Together. (laughs) We're We're so in sync. We're usually in sync. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. You guys um, make me miss my sister. <laughs> I know. Which you got to bring Noel yes, next time. We're dying to meet yeah. Noel. Mm-hmm. For sure. So for the very little few of us that may not know too much about you, tell us about yourself, what you do, who you are, all that yes. jam. Okay. So I'll give you a little bit of my narrative, a little bit of my yes. story, my journey. So I started an Instagram page in 2011 and I was Instagram modeling at the time. This is like the first <laughs> wave of Instagram model. Yeah. Um, and then started to post workouts and just, you know, My journey on Instagram has always been very transparent, authentic, and a reflection of my personal journey, obviously, as all of our, as all of ours are, but wasn't overly curated is my point. Mm -hmm. Um, So as I started to get into fitness and nutrition, I started to share that and women were interested in, you know, learning what I was doing for workouts and being able to partake in those. So I started teaching physical classes in Miami. Nice. Um, yeah, started teaching classes in Miami in 2013 and then started to just scale because the response was so beautiful. So started an apparel line, an equipment line, an app. We went on tour every year, much like you guys do. <laughs> Aren't, tours are fun. Yeah, tours are so fun. Work. They're a lot of work. <laughs> so much but, work. But being able to connect with the people that you're touching in that part. intimate way and hearing you know, not only just seeing them, but hearing the questions that they're asking so that you can meet those things Mm -hmm. in the content that you're creating, I think is just beautiful. So, and 
now I am rebranding. I partnered with my sister and we're creating a lifestyle platform uh, called Lully. And it. it is for women who want to live a healthy lifestyle from I the inside it. out. Love it. I love it. Thank you. So much to to talk about with you. You know, a personal story. So I've always dieted, right? Ever since thir- I was 13 when I started my first diet. And it was always an on and off thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was very difficult for me. But what I found the most difficult was, you know, they always tell you, you know, find photos for motivation, right? And every time I would search fitness, it was just these body types that was unattainable for me in the sense of like, that was not my body. Even at my lowest, lowest weight, it wouldn't be my body. Mm -hmm. So what I, you know, I've been following you for a long time. And when I came across your fit and thick movement, Mm -hmm. it was so refreshing to see a woman associated with fitness that looked like you. Yes, it's curvy. Um, that was curvy and that was beautiful. And it was really something realistic for me to attain. It right. was attainable for me. Right. I want you to talk about the fit and thick movement. Mm-hmm. How did it start? Um, and that whole journey for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So I'm like a purist when it comes to bodies. I'm natural and right. I don't judge people that aren't, but that's just the, what I choose to do with my, you know, in my life. And so when I was modeling and I was putting myself out there on social media, I was getting a lot of feedback from people about my body, as you mm-hmm. do when you put yourself right, out there. Right. And there was just a lot of positive Right. But there were those negative things. Mm -hmm. And as a young woman, I was, God, how old was I at that time? Like 23 or 24. Mm -hmm. Coming into yourself, learning who you are, exploring the world. And then you're also getting all of this feedback about your body, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I came to this place where I was like, okay, I can either believe what they're telling me about my body, that my legs are fat, that I'm disgusting, that I have horse teeth, that I need to get a boob job, that, you know, all of these negative things they're saying. Or I can say, this is who I am. Yeah. Right. And that that decision, which was honestly like one of the, I mean, looking back, it was the most influential, uh, I guess, trajectory shifting Mm -hmm. decisions that I made in my life because Mm -hmm. that's what, what, born fit and thick Mm. Uh, but I made a post that said I'm fit and thick and I'm proud of it Mm. and it was a picture of my you know me from a photo shoot of my butt and I was like (laughs) I don't work out to be thick I am thick right I lift weights because it makes me feel good and strong and I love to push the limitations of my own body and mind and women like yourself were like hold the phone right me too right me too Right. right because even if like even when I don't work out I still have a lot of muscle mass and I still have a lot of fat. And even when I am working out, I still have fat and I still have cellulite. Yep. And it's not, you know, it it doesn't mean I'm not fit. It doesn't mean I'm not strong. It just means that I'm also thick. Exactly, which (laughs) I love that. Yeah, and so it it, it literally was born from a hashtag. It was born from a post and the response was beautiful and genuine. And from that came the classes, came the apparel, came the tours and – it is why I'm sitting here today. So I'm, yeah. super, I'm super grateful for the for the post and the journey. How That's did amazing. you get past those, like that negativity, right? Mm-hmm. Like trying to body shame you. That's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And into what you are today, which is truly the example of what body acceptance mm-hmm. is, right? How did you get there? Because that's, that's difficult. Okay. So I think you to get over body shaming or to get over any negative feedback about your body 
or really it starts with self, right? right? Because the only way that that affects you is if there's a part of you that also believes it. Mm -hmm. And so that was what, what that feedback did for me was shine a light on an insecurity that I already had. Mm -hmm. And it forced me to look that in the mirror Mm -hmm. and to say, this is who I am. And so, you know, that's like, high level, but like from a practical standpoint, something that your listeners can do is to get really conscious and aware of like the the scripts that play in our heads when we look in the mirror, when we look down at our legs Mm -hmm. and to observe. Okay. So when I look in the mirror and I say, I'm disgusted or I get an emotion of disgust or I say, God, you're so fat. You're so just, you know, Mm -hmm. this, your legs are disgusting. Immediately, once you become conscious of it, you, because that's that's just a pathway in your right. brain. That's a neural connection that's been formed. Mm-hmm. You now that you're aware of it, you can rewrite the script. Mm-hmm. And so, from the moment that I became aware of those scripts, I started saying, "Yes, but I'm strong. Right. Yes, but I can run fast. Yes, but I can lift heavy. Yes, but I'm curvy. Yes, but that's beautiful. Yes, but these are my mother's legs. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Right. And so right. I started to just form positive associations about a part of my body that. I was really insecure about for a really long time. So um, tackling it within yourself. And also I would say forming like a support system and being open and honest with those people about the insecurities that you're facing. You know, I'm an advocate for open communication always about all things. I know some people like to deal with things internally on their own. Right. But I'm all about support. So having people who build you up and feed you positively, pour into you, I think is super important when you're dealing with insecurities as well. Yeah, absolutely. Would you say that your biggest insecurity was your thighs? Those are certainly, that's certainly my insecurity. Yes, girl. (laughs) Did you ever feel like, like, was there ever a moment that you tried to like only focus on my main focus is getting my legs smaller? Like, did you let that insecurity just become your objective in life in a way? Yes. And that was high school. Mm. When I was a freshman, and this is like one of the most vivid, I I mean, I guess we could say body shaming traumas, um, Mm. was being at pep rally and or or pep week or prep week, whatever the hell we used to call that thing. (laughs) Literally (laughs) blocked out high school. Don't remember that shit. But anyways, (laughs) anyone else? There's like two camps. People yeah. either loved high school or they hated high school. Oh, and it's I like hated it. One massive trauma of four years that like we don't talk about. Or yeah. like, but anyways, you too, girl. I feel yeah. you. We'll talk, we'll, talk, we'll talk about it after. We'll talk about it after. Total <laughs> <Blackout. laughs> yeah. But I'm I'm sitting there in Sophie shorts. Oh, I love okay. those shorts. Yeah, the cheerleading yeah, shorts. Yeah, the cheerleading yeah. shorts. Yeah. And oh, I, I mean, like with a bunch of people, and this kid comes up to me and he's like, "Hey, Nicole." In front of everyone, he's like, hey, Nicole, my mom has this machine that she uses for her cellulite. You want me to bring it in tomorrow? Oh, my God. And I literally shrunk into myself. And, like, that actually sparked an obsession with Mm -hmm. controlling my weight. I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to feel out of control of my body. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a journey. And I'm grateful for the way that it evolved because I feel like I have perspective on Mm -hmm using unhealthy methods to get my body where it was, mm. like not eating all day and then eating at dinner so my parents weren't alarmed, you know, never threw up or anything. And I don't necessarily think that I was anorexic. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just, I really, really didn't want to be overweight and I didn't want to be shamed. Yeah. 
which I guess some people would say that's anorexic. But uh, anyways, and that was my objective was Mm. to lose as much weight as possible and to get my legs as as fat less as possible. Mm, Then I found weight training Mm. when I was 18 found weight training, walked into an LA fitness with my girlfriends. And there was a trainer there. He was an ex-Olympic runner. Wow. And he was like, okay, for your body type, you need to be doing weight training and plyometrics. And you need to put those two together. And that's what's going to help you achieve your optimal body. And that is the training style that the Fit and Thick program um, is is modeled off of, is those two things. That's amazing. Would you say that when you stepped into that gym and saw, you know, other, you know, body types, especially if they weightlift, they do have, you know, muscle, muscular legs and are bigger, right? Than what Mm -hmm. you would see in a magazine, et cetera, Mm -hmm. like more commercialized. Was that when you came to that point of like, these, this is my legs, like these are the size of my legs and there's nothing wrong with that? To be honest, I don't remember looking at other people and saying, okay, now I can be okay with myself. Mm. It's always been for me, And I haven't worked out in three days, and I can feel, I don't know if this resonates with you guys or your listeners, but I can, to me, working out is antidepressant. It's Mm -hmm. Mm anti-anxiety. It's a happy pill. I mean, it it is literally the most natural, organic antidepressant that we can all use. Our bodies evolve to move. Our bodies release norepinephrine, serotonin, endorphins, dopamine, all of the happy transmitters Mm -hmm. in our our brains are released when we move. And, And so it was more like, I feel good, mm. less about, okay, now I look okay. Does that right. make sense? Right. And for me, like, even if my body doesn't change, if I'm working out mm. and I feel strong and I feel healthy, then I'm okay with the way and I look. Good. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's funny because in my in my jump calendar, yes. and you set yourself a goal, that's exactly what I wrote down. Mm. I was like, I just want to feel mm. good. Beautiful. Because I feel like as, you know, and I'm somebody, my biggest insecurity And we were talking right before we started recording about a film project I did last year where I was a fitness person. And when I'm guiding everybody to do the exercises, I'm saying, well, this is how I lost my baby weight. They actually removed that line from the script because it didn't look like I, a.k.a. lost the baby weight. But really, it's just that I have a big butt and I've got thick thighs and I'm in spandex. And on camera, it's not going to look like, you know, your average, I guess, I don't want to say skinny girl, but just, you know, somebody smaller than me. And we talked about this too. And another time that we were having lunch, Nicole, where I, my trigger wasn't to necessarily like, oh, I've got to lose this weight or I got to shrink my thighs because I've been with my boyfriend for 14 years and he celebrates my body Mm -hmm. and always has. And so I never felt like I needed a reason to to do that because the person that I'm with loves me for who I am. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very grateful for that. But I am aware that there are women who struggle with that because, like you were saying, a support system is crucial and vital for your success in your body and in your life. What are some of the things, you know, but I know affirmations, right? And I think we all do this in in dressing rooms where you look at yourself in the mirror and I'm just like, holy bananas, that's a lot of cellulite. Or holy bananas, my (laughs) ass has gotten bigger. Well, well, to be fair, the lighting in dressing rooms, I mean, it's not It's like they don't want you to buy clothes. No, no, it's It's like they don't want, like, no, maybe they want you to buy the clothes because you don't want to be seen, like, you don't want to be naked. I got to put all these clothes on. But I literally wonder. I'm like, do they not want me to I buy know. this? Because even in these jeans, I have cellulite. What's no, happening? No, they need like Horrible. fluorescent lighting in there or something. But like that light overhead, it's please. It's not Horrible. a thing. Can I, can I, can we take a step back? Yes. Because I just want to say, I don't know if any, all of your listeners have, have seen your body, but I think it's absolutely 
beautiful Thank you. and I just I love want my body. I, okay, good. Good. I just want to I just wanted to throw that out there. Thank so you. Girl, both of you guys are beautiful. No, I really and it's funny cuz I I really love my body. However, I don't feel at my best because yes. I internally don't feel good, right? Yes. So how you were saying you're like I know because I didn't work out 3 days ago. I'm not feeling well. Mm-hmm. And when I was at my optimal, mm-hmm. which I was still thick, you know, I was feeling amazing and what came back when I stopped working out? My anxiety. Mm-hmm. My emotions were all over the place. I wasn't eating well or not eating at all, especially when we started the company. I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, I want either Chick-fil-A every day or I'm just like too anxious. I don't want to eat anything. You so want, like, like processed, refined things. Why is that? Yeah. Well, high stress cortisol, you crave that. Like oh, you crave geez, that. The worst. Yeah. I've never experienced it the way that I have when we started this business. I'm not going to lie. I was like, yeah. I want everything that's bad for me. And soda. I'm not a soda drinker you guys, which is why I went over to LaCroix. I'm like, I love this. It's got the face. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm really not a soda drinker. And I was craving a lot of bad things, you know. But I think that it's important for women to understand a couple of things. Number one, I would love to understand more than the affirmations, what can we do? And also at a high level, why is exercise so crucial? It should be more than just about the losing weight. But from Mm -hmm. your perspective, I want to know those two things. Kind of like, what can you do better than, I guess, positive affirmations? And then why is exercise so crucial for us? You're saying from a mental standpoint, what yes. can we do? Okay. So number one, detox your social media, I think is like yes. super, super important. I'm like, I'm, I'm so proud of myself because I'm actually in a place with my social media that I scroll and I'm like, oh, okay. I'm supporting other women in business. Mm-hmm. I'm supporting body positive people. I'm yes. supporting fitness people. I'm supporting psychologists and healers and spiritual pages. And like, it's all just like empowering yeah. stuff. But I remember there was a time where it was just toxic. Yeah. You know, and you can actually when you when you create, when you curate your your feed to be that which inspires you and empowers you and has like-minded but also like-bodied people, realistic goals, you can actually feel the shift inside of you when you see something that doesn't align with that. Right. You know, I th- I think that's super, super important. Developing a routine in the morning where movement is part of it Mm -hmm. is so important. Making it part of like the start of your day. Because as you're saying, when you're starting a new project, which is so ironic, right? Because, and I'm there too. Mm -hmm. I I actually wrote down yesterday, I was sitting at a coffee shop and I was like, my anxiety, my, it's almost like you can't get a control of your mind and you can't get control of your emotions. And I literally wrote down, With stress levels like these, I can see why stress leads to obesity. People who are super stressed with work and don't have any you time and don't schedule and block in self-care time, you end up obese and Mm. you end up depressed and you end up anxious. It's like this road to, you know? So I think routine, which is actually something that we do in Jump, it's the focus of the entire first week Mm -hmm. is your routine. Because if you don't have a routine, especially in the morning where you are connecting with yourself, feeding yourself nutritious foods, moving your body, meditating, journaling, learning, something to help you grow, then you're just going to feel that disconnect and that like – you know that feeling when you haven't worked out all day and you're super tired and you you know you should have worked out and so like there's this guilt that kind yes. of weighs you down yes. and it's in the back of your mind when it's already done it's like a check it's and a checklist you, yeah. yeah so so I would say time blocking in the morning setting up a schedule where you're moving whether that's yoga walking you know Stephanie and I were just talking about I asked you what do you like to do to move yeah. there's no right or wrong right, right people right. say what's the right thing I should do for fitness no right. no 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 the right 
thing to do for fitness is what you love to do. Yeah. What's sustainable for you. Yeah. Right. What you will do every day. And for people like me, that's going to change every day. You guys, your heads just move the same exact way at the same exact time. <laughs> you guys are We're so, so in sync. sync. It's we are great. So. Yeah, it's a little bit scary. Bless, bless, bless. Um, so I would say like those are, you know, realistic takeaways that people can do. Ch flipping the script when it mm -hmm. comes to negative thoughts or feelings that they have. Figuring out why you're, you know, gratitude. Dude, yeah, okay, I have cellulite on my legs, but, like, there's people who don't have legs. Right. I gratitude. know. Exactly. Bruh. You know? Exactly. It's I, really looking at the – you have to – it's all about perspective. Mm -hmm. It's all about changing your perspective. But I love that. I, I love right that. About. I know. I embrace my cellulite. I mean, listen, I've had it even when I was at my fittest. Yes. Yeah. I've always had Same. my cellulite. So that's my mama. <laughs> Do you have cellulite too? Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Do you have cellulite? Hell yeah. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> We're fist pumping. It's just the cellulite that binds us. <laughs> We're fist pumping. <laughs> There's like a pause and they're like, I what can't. are they doing? We're fist pumping. We're fist pumping. Yeah. We're fist pumping. Yeah. fist pumping to our cellulite. <laughs> that was a moment. That I do want to talk about, though, flipping the script. I think it's very interesting, right? Because us as women... And just people in general, we're always consuming media, whether we want it or not, right? In social media, um, there's TV, there's mm -hmm. still magazines, there's images, billboards, et cetera. And I think that when it comes to the topic of bo body positivity, um, body acceptance, right? We are sort of seeing the, the, the super now other extreme to mm -hmm. flipping the script, right? Mm -hmm. So now we're starting to see people saying, well, I eat the cheeseburgers and the pizzas and I accept my body, which I don't necessarily, in my personal opinion, see that as bo body positivity because mm -hmm. um, now we're going to the other extreme. So it's it's for sure accepting your body, but also where's the conscious and intentionality in what you are feeding into your body when mm -hmm. you are eating these pizzas and cheeseburgers. So is that, in your opinion the sort of correct flip of the script that we want to be putting out there. What is, what is your whole thoughts on this? I think that, of course, the goal is always balance, but that mm -hmm. we are continual pendulums, right? Or life right. is a pendulum swinging back and forth. Right. And when you're on either end of the extreme, then it's unhealthy. But I also believe I'm a rose-colored glasses girl, and I believe that those people through that experience will gain the feedback and perspective that maybe that's not sustainable because right. it's not it's not sustainable. Mod mo in my opinion, moderation is key. Mm -hmm. right. Moderation is key. You know, starving is just as damaging as gluttony. Right. right. But that being said, if you want a pizza. Mm -hmm. And you're eating whole foods and, you know, you had a bowl of quinoa and kale and carrots and chickpeas for lunch and oats for breakfast right. and your body's craving a pizza. How the fuck can you have a pizza? Yeah, have the, right. Like that's, right. that's honestly my take on it. Like I, right. I don't I don't believe in, I guess, denying myself mm. because I think that that denial sometimes, yes, uh, my girlfriend said yesterday, self-discipline is defined as being a disciple of the self. Mm -hmm. And sometimes mm -hmm. that is withholding because the extra calories and fat are going to lead to, you know, you gaining weight and that's going to make you feel bad about yourself. Mm -hmm. But sometimes eating the pizzas going to make you feel happy and bliss and excited and connect right. with people. And that's more important in that moment right. than the fact that it's going to make you gain two pounds, mm -hmm. right. you know? And so it's just situation by situation determining 
Is this something I want to do? Is this something I want to, you know, I can afford uh, mentally and physically, right? Yeah. What a beautiful way to explain self-discipline. Yeah. Yeah. Because great. I, 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 wow, that was amazing. I'm a big believer um, in self-discipline, right? Mm-hmm. And and it's not taking anything away from you. Mm-hmm. It's actually just keeping you away from the things that you ultimately don't want, right? Because right. right. they always associate self-discipline with being something negative, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like restricting. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a there's a speech on YouTube because I like listen to motivational stuff all the time mm-hmm. on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, we got to send her the playlist from Amazon. Yeah, Ooh, please me. do. So good. And I'll send you guys stuff too. It's so good. Um, like when you're getting ready in the morning and you're like, yes, like feed me. Yes. yes. But yes. there is this one speech that he talks about how self-discipline is self-love. That's how he mm-hmm. defines Ooh, self-discipline. Oh, yes. He it says is. self-discipline is saying, okay, I know you really want to go out tonight. Mm-hmm. But you have a test in the morning, and I love you too much mm-hmm. for you to fail. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or self discipline is I know you really have a connection with that girl, but that's your brother's girlfriend, and I love yeah. you too much to fuck right. that up. You know? Right. Right. And I think that, along with being a disciple of the self and realizing that that means that you have to honor your truth, mm-hmm. you have to honor what's right for you in that moment, and that takes listening to yourself, being connected to yeah. yourself. And so, situation by situation, being able to discern, is this something that's going to serve me or something that's going to rob me of, you know, my happiness or my mm-hmm. connection with myself or others? That's powerful stuff. Some good stuff. Oh my gosh. Hey, MW, we hope you are loving this conversation as much as we are. This is seriously one of our favorite episodes. Body positivity and self-acceptance is something we are super passionate about. We believe that the best form of self-love is taking care of our bodies inside and out. And Four Sigmatic has been right there with us along our self-love journey. Four Sigmatic is a natural superfood company that specializes in mushroom-based drinks that benefit our immunity, energy, and longevity. They make a wide variety of blends, including their delicious mushroom coffee that we are personally drinking every single morning, hot cocos, matcha, and other superfood blends that we know you would love. It's been so nice starting our mornings with their mushroom coffee with lion's mane. The benefits have been endless. We are never going back to regular coffee, right, Steph? Never. With half the caffeine and double the mental clarity, a cup of this every day has helped us awaken our minds while supporting our overall well-being. And don't worry, it doesn't taste at all like mushrooms. It's made with 100% Arabica coffee beans and dual extracted chaga mushrooms that help support your daily immune functions. Also, the mushroom lion's mane has been known to promote more productivity, focus, and creativity. Did you guys know that this specific mushroom has been long used by the Buddhist monks to help with focus during meditation? That's incredible. So not only is this giving you balanced stimulation without the jitters, but this drink is supporting your health, soul, mind, and body. This is definitely millennial women approved. Try it now by going to foursigmatic.com forward slash MW talk. That is F O U R S I G M A T I C dot com forward slash M W T A L K. And use the code MW talk at checkout to get 15% off your purchase. All right, ladies, let's get back to this incredible conversation. And how do you do that for yourself, right? So, so let's kind of go back into your mental, physical again in terms of like, you know, creating self-limiting beliefs for oneself, um, talking about discipline. How do you personally take that head on in your life? 
How do I discipline myself? Discipline yourself and how do you remove any self-limiting beliefs that happen? I don't know if it's a, I don't know if men, and I could be totally wrong here. Mm. Probably men go through it too. But Mm -hmm. it's like, I feel like women, we create so much talk within our brains Mm. that affect our discipline, affect our lives. I don't know. I I can't, I don't know. I don't know if men do that too, but. Yeah. Well, women are, sorry to cut you off. Women are, I read something. It's like we're, I think it's eight or 16. I forget which one times more emotional than men. Oh my and gosh, 100%. if you 100%. really become aware yes. of the talk, most right. of the time the talk is a narrative about something you feel. Yes. <laughs> right? You yes. feel anxiety. Yes. And so what you're trying to do is to explain to yourself why you're anxious, oh what God. you need to remove from your life yes, in order to true. stop being anxious. And then you, be, you develop this whole narrative around <laughs> an emotion that you feel. <laughs> so it makes sense. If I women are more emotional. There's a meme of like this this couple watching like TV uh-huh. and it's like these like brain bubbles, like, you know, like of what they're thinking. Yeah, yeah. And the, the guy is literally just thinking what he's watching yeah. and the girl is thinking 50 million things. <laughs> like we can be Men thinking so about basic so many things. and us we're just here yeah. like going on another cloud tangents but tangents. i can see how that can interrupt right mm-hmm. your routine right um right. your day to day because you have like your week scheduled but maybe that morning you know it's t- the time of the month and it completely so how do you self discipline yeah. when you are having all of these yeah. emotions ultimately yeah. yeah i well i i always just focus on winning the morning mm. and the rest is So winning the morning and then every evening setting up my day the next day. Mm. And what I'm actually trying to be really disciplined about now is actually probably opposite of how people would think about discipline because people think discipline doing more. Right, right. I have to be more disciplined in doing less. I have to discipline myself to do less. I have to discipline myself to say when you get feedback from your body that says I'm anxious and that's feedback from the body that like, we, we've reached threshold, right? Mm-hmm. And instead of picking up the cup of coffee saying, okay, I'm going to discipline myself in taking a nap or I'm going to discipline myself in taking a walk or I'm going to discipline myself in phoning a friend. Mm-hmm. But patience, forgiveness, flexibility, like these are things that I think need to be integrated into a busy, high-achieving, driven, compassionate, giving woman's life, yeah. right? And Honestly, schedule blocking has helped me tremendously. Do you guys schedule block? So you're gonna do it. You're gonna, you're gonna do it and jump. That's that's one of the things that we do. Oh really? So, yeah. Okay. So we. I mean, we've been trying. Honestly, I think I. I it's it's hard. So we yeah. really got on like our Google Calendar and we like really try. But then if that schedule blocking, explain this a little bit. Yeah. Like so, more like. Yeah. So you have like your priorities Got that it. you want to get done that week. Okay. And also just being like really realistic. I think like yeah. when you look at a schedule, you're like, oh my God, I have 12 hours and I can do everything and I can schedule out mm. every single fucking minute. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're in it and you're like, wow, I really need 15 minutes to decompress like 17 times a day, you know? And then you learn from that. Instead of beating yourself up about that, you just learn to schedule those 15 minute breaks in between meetings, right? Yeah. Well, that's me. That's my biggest weakness, yeah. I think. Is that is, is I see all, yes, because I see all the time and I'm like, we can do that in five, ten minutes. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. not yeah. true. Or or you have like a Monday and a Tuesday that's that's like that. Balls oh, yes. to the walls, no breaks. And then you're like, by Friday, I'm a useless blob on the floor. And, <laughs> and you know what? That could be sustainable if that's the way you want to live your life, right, you know? Right. Yeah. Or you say, I'm just gonna separate those things out and 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 you know. But this is something I'm still learning. I'm I'm yeah. by no means an expert in time management. Uh yeah at all. Noelle will probably laugh hearing this, like me giving advice because literally like it's just not my wheelhouse. I like spontaneity. I like, 
you know, just, just creativity go, go, go. and yeah. and yeah, and high and you know, high energy. And, but um, what was the original question? I kind of forgot now. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this conversation oh, is but, just flowing. But, but for but, but like forgiveness and patience, I think. Yes. Oh, so what 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 is what is schedule blocking? Right, what right, you said. right, right. Oh, you did. So you have three objectives okay. every day. Okay. You, so you have, you know, what you're trying to bring to fruition, right? And then every day you have a max of three things that you need to do to move the ball forward. Okay. Because what happens when we have a goal or something that, like, we're building or something that's out of our comfort zone is that we'd rather go back into our comfort zone and mm-hmm. answer emails mm-hmm. and, you know— make graphics and things that are busy work that you feel productive but you're not really moving the ball forward Mm -hmm. and so you block the time that you need to do those three things with breaks you always block more time than you actually need Mm -hmm. Uh, and I always block in my meditation my journaling my workout Uh, you know that's like a must for me as well and then everything else is just if there's time for it. Mm. I love that you say that like you you block it out, like especially your workout, mm-hmm. your meditation, your journaling, like everything that's going to be able on a fundamental level, be able to sustain and be able to function for your goals, right? Because yes. sometimes it's like we flip it, right? We mm-hmm. prioritize everything, but the base to get everything done at an optimal level isn't taken care of. Yeah, yourself. which is you. Yeah, there, there's there's yeah. something that I heard like really early on in my in my like personal development journey, and it was Tony Robbins said something like I forget the statistic, but it's something like ninety five percent of the chokehold of a business is the psychology of the leader, the psychology mm-hmm. of 100%. the CEO. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's right. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. He's great. He's no, great. he's so great. He's great. I mean, he's and his discipline is on another. Like that's what mm-hmm. I would love to achieve. I would love to achieve. But he's a hundred percent right because yeah. how could you lead? And especially when you're doing something like jump and like Lully, which we're going to talk about, you have to be at your optimal oh, yeah. because mm-hmm. in order for for us to follow to to feel inspired, you have to feel mm-hmm. inspired and you have to feel powerful within yourself. Yeah, yeah. But but I think just a little caveat because yes, I need mm-hmm. to be at my best, but being at my best is not fixed. Being at our mm-hmm. best is not fixed. Yes, ma'am. We ebb and flow. You right. wake up, especially, I mean, you think about a woman and, like, what goes on with our hormones throughout yes. a monthly, like, yes. men, men, like, God bless men, and I love men, I but know. fuck, they have no idea. <laughs> they have no idea! They have no, no idea. idea. They really don't. But Dude, we gotta love don't. them. We gotta love them, and we do, and we, we do, do, and we appreciate them, but they have no fucking idea. Anyways, so, <laughs> am I allowed to curse on this? Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. You be um, you. Okay. And so, I think perfection is, it's a... You know, it's an it's an, I- it's an ideal, thing. but it's yeah. not real. It's not real. At you know, all. you're in constant evolution and you're in constant flux, and sometimes the best you can do is just get out of bed. Yes, right. there are right. genuine days like that. We all yes. have those days, and it doesn't mean that you have to stay there, but you can honor that. You can let that emotion flow through you. You mm-hmm. can process that, and then the next day. And, and so, like the reason I'm saying this is because you know you said in order for you to lead, you have to be at your optimal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm very open and honest about the fact that I'm on this journey too. 
Yeah. I love that. I'm not perfect. And I'm leading from I'm, – I'm right there with you guys. Yeah. You know, and I want everyone to know that, like, there are days where I w- wake up and I feel like shit. There are days where my doubt demons are screaming so loudly in my mm-hmm. ear. But that I have – through this process, I've learned what practices and habits – are help me to feel my most optimal and I do mm-hmm. everything in my power to make those things a priority. And look, jump signups close tomorrow today and mm-hmm. I haven't worked out in 3 days because that's just yeah. been where my mind's at and I can feel the negative impacts of that and sometimes falling off is exactly what you need mm-hmm. to get back on. Mm-hmm. It gives you the perspective the to get back how much on. You need it exactly. Too. It gives oh you contrast. Yeah. I mean, that's where I am right now. Yeah. I I need it so desperately because I know what it feels like to not have it. Yeah. Right. Not totally. have my routine makes me a different human yes. and I can't stand it because I know that that's not who I really yes. am. It's so you know? interesting because it's like I was saying in the beginning of this conversation, like I used to be a dieter. Like mm-hmm. I'm only going to do this for three months and I'll lose all the weight. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. And it, it took me back to really the soul, mind, and body, right? Mm. Starting from what my soul needs in order to execute what I want, what my mind needs to tell my body to do in order to live what I most want, right? And functioning at an optimal level. And I think that that took me, I'm 28 now. Honestly, I would say I've been living like this for a year now. I'd, I I would say so. It took me yeah. a long time to really, really figure this whole thing out, right? Internally. And to not make it seem like it's a diet. Yeah. But what's so crazy is that like, and Mel, you can attest to this because I'm like, I got to work out. And it's not because oh, I'm leave, in like. She, she's like, my workouts at this time, I'm leaving. At, like, she'll. It's so crazy because I used to be Beautiful. like, oh, I have to go work out. Right, because right. I have one more month of this, right? That was always my mentality. But the person I am today, it's like, I just need to move my body yes. because I am meant to move. Yes, we evolved to move. <laughs> what, what do you think shifted? And there's a couple of things I want to touch on. Number mm-hmm. one is that on the other side of the spectrum of diet is lifestyle. Totally. Change. Yeah, lifestyle yep. change, which is what we're what we're right. trying to promote. And what you're saying, I need that routine mm-hmm. to incorporate into my lifestyle. Not mm-hmm. just for the 20 days of jump, but that right. hopefully this is the platform, the springboard yes, the through lifestyle. which you can create this lasting change. Yes. But what do you think shifted in you? Is it like connection to results, connection to a feeling mm. in, in that now it's not I have to go work out. Now it's right. number one, I get to work out and right. I need to work out. So there's a couple things. I think like when you continue, quote unquote, failing, or let's just say seeing the results that you don't want to see continuous, mm-hmm. it makes you question, well, what what am I continuing to do, right? Mm-hmm. That is not working out for me. How am I fucking Yeah, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah exactly. What, what am I doing? <laughs> the diet and, isn't wrong. Maybe it's yeah, me. And, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's you not you. It's yeah. definitely me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I knew that my mentality was incorrect because I continued facing the same stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was also when I started as as most of us here in this room, the personal development journey, yes. right? That really made me so conscious. Yes. Like to the point that I really didn't understand why I wasn't being conscious about this before. Yes. But like, it was like It's like crazy. something unlocks in your brain. Yeah, and you're, you're like, like was, I, was I a robot so, for yeah, years? It, it was so, no, literally. And for me, it was like, I've, I've always been conscious about like, what am I putting on my skin, the makeup, what's in the... But the basic, what am I ingesting into right. my body? This you know what I mean? Body that this we have, like right? exactly that simple thought about being conscious about what it is that I'm eating, mm-hmm. like, and what is this that I'm eating actually doing in my body? 
Like, is this piece of cake, okay, it's coming in, okay, oh my God, it tastes so good, okay, cool. And now my blood sugar spiking up and my body is like, well, what is this? We have to fight this. What is happening in here? <laughs> All the, Inflammation. Like, yes. yes. Literally, yes. Ima- like, really the practicality of just your actions yes, mm-hmm. yes. made me aware. Yeah. But I think you touched on a really important piece as well mm-hmm. and that it's knowledge. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is Basics. understanding, yeah. knowledge, totally. education, mm-hmm. saying, because, because you know, ignorance is bliss in that yeah. momentary satisfaction on the lips. But once you know, once you're conscious of the fact that it's causing mass inflammation, yeah. insulin yep. spikes, you're gaining weight, mm-hmm. you're literally becoming addicted to right. sugar yeah. right. consciously. Right. You know, once you become aware of that, then the decision becomes more loaded. The stakes totally, become higher. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really awesome that you just it's touched so on that as well. And it was also like the knowledge totally kicked in as well even further when I was adapting this lifestyle and it wasn't working. And then I actually got diagnosed with Hashimoto's disease. Right. And then I was like, oh, no. I was like, mm-hmm. now I really got this right. down to a T. I'm living the lifestyle like I'm living it, right? But I'm not seeing the results. Mm-hmm. And that to me was like, okay. Because I definitely had moments. Because when you have a disease like Hashimoto's, you have it, it's not going to go away, right? So I'm actually taking medication for it now. And that whole process of finding the right dosage right. was such a mission, right? And like we, we've we been talking about hormones. Like I don't think any woman needs extra hormones, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> So you don't want to take that. And so that whole process for me was kind of like the test because I could easily have gone to like, well, you know what? You don't have to eat healthy because you're going to stay this weight anyways because you're not right. losing weight no matter what. So eat the damn pizza. Eat this. Eat that. So it was the test, right? Because I could go either way. And and also, you know, something I'm so passionate about is talking about these things because there are so many people that do end up saying, well, you know what? This is it. I'm just going to forget the lifestyle. Like it doesn't matter, they right? Mm-hmm. They, they give up, up right? right? And I could have easily done that. In fact, I wanted to so many times. Mm-hmm. But for me, what? it was almost like, no, I have to do this because I have to be a testimony. Like, I have to be, mm-hmm. that has to be my testimony, you know? So I actually stopped researching the disease and I started continuing to research, like, nutrition beautiful, beautiful. and lifestyle. So I was like, forget about the disease. I don't want to learn more about this. Like, okay, that's there, <laughs> whatever. There, right, like, who right. cares? I want to see other nutrition. Right. Right. So I started seeing more holistic things, you know, just different lifestyles, paleo. There's plant-based, and I really want to get into it because I know you vouch for plant-based, um, which I'm actually trying to learn more about. Beautiful. So, yeah, it was just kind of like that. And ultimately, guys, like, I'm eight pounds away from my goal, which is crazy because <laughs> when I first started this, I was yeah. 50-something pounds. Wow. Yeah, and it took me two years. Have you done a, an episode? On, I am. On I want to. Not not yet, your, but I want to. I, and honestly, I would love if yeah. at any point you ever. So we we get a lot of people in jump mm-hmm. who have Hashimoto's. Yes. They deal with thyroid issues, it's diabetes, yeah. anxiety, depression, of mm-hmm. course. But they're kind of at a starting point. You yeah. know, they're kind of low point, and they want to flip the script in their in their lives, but. I would love to love for you to tell your story as well. I would love to to, to my to my community. I think we're both very passionate about about just what we really struggle with yeah, as yeah. as as humans, right? 
And in adapting this lifestyle, going back to what I was saying about the working out, it was like, and and working out just because you need it on a mental level rather than even if you're not seeing the results, like you're still benefiting yourself. And ultimately, like, it is in a way a success story, you know, for Mm -hmm. me. Like it is. It's Mm -hmm. like at at the beginning, like, yeah, I was taking my medication. I I changed my lifestyle, working on my nutrition, working out, and I was feeling amazing. Finally, everything was regulated, but I wasn't seeing the results on the scale how I wanted to. But that consistency and that continued Mm -hmm. research helped me to ultimately become a success. Because I do, it's like, and you know this, Mel, like I am so proud of myself. Mm -hmm. Something that I wouldn't, I didn't think it was possible, but it was and it is. And, you know, having these conversations about knowledge and nutrition Mm -hmm. and working out and facing the odds because you can do it. You just need to want it for yourself and persistence and consistency. Yes, and and I think being a testament and showing other people that it can be done and that it may be difficult, but it is possible is so important to share as well. Yes. Because people need it. People need you, your testament ends up becoming a light that you can shine on other people and their capability to also do the yeah. same, you know, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. Which is what you've done. Yeah. You really, really yeah. have done yeah. that. Hey, MW, it's Melissa here. I wanted to take a quick second to invite each and every single one of you listening right now to join me, Nicole, and the entire Lully community for Jump this January. I cannot believe we're going to start again. I'm so excited. Jump literally changed my life. You guys, you probably have seen it on my social media because I can't stop talking about it. Okay, but I have lost weight. My anxiety has pretty much disappeared and I am feeling like myself again after just 28 days on the program. So what I love about it are the three things that I talk about in my review. So don't forget to check that out. We are Millennial Women, where it caters to your mind, your body, and your soul so that you can become the best version of yourself. So do not miss this opportunity to get a huge discount code by visiting lully.co slash jump. That is L-U-L-Y dot C-O forward slash J-U-M-P and enter the code M-W-TALK, M-W-T-A-L-K at checkout. Get ready to lose weight and feel absolutely unstoppable in 2020. I can't wait to see you there. And now let's jump back into the conversation. I want to talk about nutrition with you because... Okay. Yes. (laughs) Let's talk about it. I know that you you talk so much about plant-based and it's something that I'm actually, you know, currently trying to educate myself. I know you, Mel, know a bit more about this lifestyle. I tried it, but it's funny because I feel like we had similar experiences in the beginning where in the beginning it was awesome and I lost a ton of weight and I felt great and then I just started depleting in energy Mm -hmm. and I wasn't feeling good. Mm -hmm. Then I was like, I guess this isn't for me. However, I'm a big fan of it. So I would love to know your perspective on plant-based. How did you get into it and your journey with that? So I originally got introduced to plant-based by my younger sister, Noelle. Okay. She, we were sitting at a birthday party and I was eating a slice of cake and she was like, and I was like, do you want some cake? And Noelle, I mean, when you guys meet (laughs) Noelle, she's a major foodie and she loves baking and she loves sweets. And so she's like, no, I'm actually trying this new diet, you know, a plant, a, a vegan diet. And I was like, Okay. And I took the cake and I put it in her face and I it was so immature. And I put it in her face and I'm like, yeah, you, you want to be vegan? And she's like, okay, we'll just watch this documentary. Watch Forks Over Knives. Mm. It's a good one. I've seen it. Yeah, and I was like, it. okay, fine. I'll watch Forks Over Knives. So I watched the documentary and it's the entire film is spearheaded by these two doctors. One's a cardiologist and one I 
I think he works with cancer patients. And they're just talking about how eating more plants, more whole foods, mm-hmm. not like the processed, you know, fake right. meats, which we'll, we'll get, get right. into. That's, that's vegan, right? A plant-based, whole foods, mm-hmm. plant-based diet is the most healthy, optimal diet for the human body when it comes to healing and combating inflammation, which inflammation is at the root of all chronic disease. Mm-hmm. And that things like meat are and processed foods actually cause more inflammation in the body. So I was like, okay, there well, there may be something to this. <laughs> and then I watched a documentary called Cowspiracy, Ooh. which was produced by Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. And it goes into the effects of the food industry on the environment. Mm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like, you know, the dead zones in the oceans right. and the rising temperatures and how the agricultural industry is the top contributor to CO2 production and how the Amazon rainforest is mowed down at one acre per second yeah. to make room for grazing cattle and how it's not sustain. Even if we were to all go grass-fed, there, there wouldn't be enough land in the world to meet the demands of beef right now in a, in a healthier way to produce the animal, if that makes mm, sense. Right. So I was like, okay. It's bigger than the health of the human. It's about the health of the planet. And this was a phase in my life where I was, like, getting into spirituality and I was, like, connecting to oneness. And I was connecting right. to, like, you know, it's not all about me. My mom used to always say, it's not all about you, Nicole. And then I was coming, I was, like, realizing, oh, my God, it's really not all about me. Okay. So, um, and I was just, like, oh, my God, I'm, like, super inspired to make my impact on the environment. In, in, the, doc- in the documentary, they, they say how by not eating a hamburger, you can save more water than if you were to not shower for six months. Oh, my God. And I was like, okay. Uh, wow. Th- and, and you know what that that fact gave me was the power of impact, mm-hmm. the power of choice, and that, you know, we'll get into, like, what's more optimal for a human, but, but that the planet is dying or warming, and it is not sustainable for all of us to eat the way that we've been eating. And... So I felt called to do my part. Mm -hmm. And now touching on your journey, I got super into it. Cold turkey. I was like, no fish, no eggs, no cheese, no meat, plants. (laughs) (laughs) And I had done zero research besides the documentaries. And I was, I get, when I get into something, I get super passionate, you know, know. right away. I dive in. in. I have no (laughs) idea if there's crocodiles in the water. I'm just like, yeah. (laughs) And I, I wasn't supplementing, which you need to do on a plant-based diet, certain things you need to supplement, or you need to be very adamant about eating certain types of foods. And is, it, is this because you were eating a certain type of way for so long? Would it have been different if you were just raised eating this way? I think if you're raised eating that way, you are more aware of the types of foods that help you feel your best. I mean, I, I was, this was coming from, I was running my business during the day and then I was teaching two classes at night. I was burning a ton of calories. Right. And on a plant-based diet, you're eating more fiber mm. and you're eating, I mean, less protein, typically more carbohydrates, more fat, but I just wasn't eating enough. And I was right. burnt. So I was starting to like, you know, right. I, was, I was depleting. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, I'm not feeling good. Let me scale back. Let me incorporate eggs and fish back into my diet, which I did started to do proper research, went to a functional doctor, 
who tested my levels, my blood, and she was like, okay, you need to supplement XYZ, B12, methylated B12, iodine, K2, and D3. So started supplementing those things and omega-3s, actually, because we don't get enough omega-3s on a a plant-based diet because it's predominantly in fish. So started doing that, and Mm. I thrived on a plant-based diet. I thrive on a plant-based diet. Now, difference between vegan and Mm plant-based, vegan means absolutely nothing that you are ingesting or you're using, really, because it's a whole lifestyle comes from animals. So you don't wear leather, you don't use honey or silk or, you know, all of the other things. Nothing. But, but yeah, it's also, you can consume all of the processed things. So things that are, you know, vegan processed chips with vegan processed cheddar mm-hmm. is vegan, but it's not plant-based, right? right? Because okay. plant-based is more whole foods, more from right. the source, less processed. Right. And so, when something is processed, your body is kind of like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And is it like kind of like how it reacts with GMOs. There's inflammation. takes a lot of we energy to icky. absorb. Yeah, I right? don't really like processed foods. And like yeah. swollen yep. and, and, you know? You feel like dirty. It's like a weird sensation. <laughs> like whenever, and like you know how they were saying, they're like, well, Oreos is vegan. And I'm just like… Oof. It's like thinking about putting that in yeah. my body and mm. when and what I know. They're good. <laughs> I'm like, but, mm, Oreo but, sounds actually really good. But it's like, like after you eat it, you feel so yeah. gross because I'm like, this came from like a factory of yes. chemicals. It's not And just the fact real. that like Oreos are vegan. Like I feel like they should have milk for some reason. I, I know, just, right? It's like con- the cream, right? The cream is all sugar. Yeah. The, oh, oh, yeah. Gosh. So yeah. bad. Don't yeah, eat Oreos. Yeah. yeah. Um, so – how did you – well, for example, I'll give you, like, my backstory of plant-based. I read a book called 20, The 22-Day Revolution. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Marco Borges. Yes. Yes. And that was one of the first ones I read, too. Oh, you did, too. Yes. I loved it. Plus, Beyonce did it. And I was like, well, Beyonce yeah. is great. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I'll try it. Um, but, you know, I felt amazing. And, like, I was telling you, I just started to deplete. What were, like – I know that you took your blood. What other things did you do to really say, okay, I need to educate myself because I need to feel my optimal? What? How does your, like, nutritional life look like today? I think one of the biggest things is overcoming this, like, programming that we have that carbs are bad. and because love carbs. Yeah. Well, when you're on a vegan – when you're coming from a diet that is omnivorous, which is you eat meat as well, you are used to getting, you know – up to 30 to 40% of your calories from protein. Mm-hmm. And then when you remove a lot of that food group, you have to replace those calories with something. Mm-hmm. And I think— So you still have to match it? Well, you need— So you need a certain number of calories to maintain where you are right now. Mm-hmm. To lose, you need to be at a deficit. Mm-hmm. And if you gain, you're at a surplus. Okay. Right? Of course, it's important where those calories come from, the quality right. of calories. But that's like basic— Weight loss, weight gain. Right, right. So if you're taking out 40% of your calories, yes, you do need to replace a large portion of them with carbs and fats. Mm. Yeah. So I think that's like the biggest, for me, at least in the beginning, that was like a huge hurdle for me because I did come from a past of being overweight. And I'll share some kid pictures with you guys. Like I was, I was, I was, I was a chunky little girl, you know? (laughs) And so coming from that mentality, which I think like anyone who struggles with their weight as a child, Mm -hmm. we never want to get back to that. And so you don't want to relinquish that control over what had helped you get the body that you feel comfortable and confident in. Right. Right. But 
I eat a lot of carbs. I eat a lot of carbs. I, I do That's eat. That's my favorite part about the diet. Amen. <laughs> now like, not, not your carbs. boyfriend, not the podcast, no, not your sister. The carbs. The carbs. bowl of rice that I come home to. Honestly, no, I can she, eat a bowl really of can. rice with black beans and I'll be the happiest. Like, seriously, that's, so that's like, I love it. I'm like, that's why I love bowls. That's like my thing. Yes. Anything all mixed up like that. Yes. Oh my God. That's her Because I'm not like really. Sauces. A, oh, the sauce. Like some avocado. Yes, or like you know? some like caramelized onions, I like the red ones. It's I just, just so can't. good. Yeah, I it's just, you. meat's not, listen, I'll eat like a burger or whatever, but it's not something that I'm like Crave. craving. Yeah. Chick, it just, it makes me, I don't know, I don't like it. I'll have mm. it if I'm like craving like the Chick-fil-A like I was saying earlier. Right. But like, that's not my thing. Mm-hmm. A bowl of white rice mm-hmm. and I am the happiest girl on earth. Yes. Yeah. Oh God. Yes. In a sushi restaurant, we used to do it all the time. We'll order our sushi and be like, can I have a side of white rice? That's hilarious. By itself, like by itself, like by itself. Like, nothing on it. Whereas for me, when I have too much, um, especially grain carbohydrates, it doesn't do well with me. Mm. I, I... I water retention, like I just don't react well. I think also it's what you eat, right? So like if you're eating the yeah. white bread, I was like, like what are some of the carbs that you would say are great and plant-based? But I think I, I will answer that. But mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's super important what you're touching on, what you guys yeah. are both touching on. You thrive right. with white rice. You thrive with carbohydrates and minimal meats and you yeah. listen to your body. And when you're craving a burger, listen, personal story. When I first went <laughs> vegan, before I got my blood tested, before I knew what the fuck I was doing, I'm... First day of my period. <laughs> oh, that's always the worst because you're craving everything. <laughs> no. I was like, my body was like, you need red meat right now. You oh need God. red meat right now. And I was driving around like a fiend. <laughs> and I pull up to this part. counter. I, I pull up to this counter like, I need a, give me a hamburger. What's on the menu? I need a hamburger. And I literally walk away and I'm stuffing the hamburger. Oh my I gosh. sit in my car and I was like, okay. This something's something's up. Something's up. But but I think this is where and this is kind of where I have evolved to and Noel Mm -hmm. as well, where we have evolved to in terms of a plant-based lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Anything that is too dogmatic in nature creates disconnect with the self. Because Mm -hmm. what you're doing is you're saying, I want to be vegan. I want to associate with the label and all of the beliefs Mm -hmm. and practices that are associated with that label, even if it means denying myself something that my body needs. Mm -hmm. So important. Mm -hmm. Yes. And yes. And and when you look into blue zones, I don't know if anyone has, Mm -hmm. have you guys heard of the blue zone diet? There are pockets of the world where the average lifespan is over 100 years old. Yep. Oh, we talk about that all the time. Yes. And of course, lifestyle. I mean, these people are connected. They're they're tribal communities. So embedded in family, self-care. They exercise every day. But a huge component is the food they eat. Mm -hmm. And predominantly plant-based, predominantly locally sourced, Mm -hmm. and very small amounts of whatever meat is local. Right. So in Japan, it's fish. Right. In in um, Australia, you know, the Aboriginal community, mm-hmm. it's it's meat, boar, whatever, whatever it is, right. you know, but it's small amounts right. because there are vitamins and minerals that your body does need and you can supplement them. And I think that a plant-based diet, look, you know, I was really staunch about it for three years and it did beautiful things for my consciousness. It did beautiful things for my body. But when I'm craving a piece of fish, I have a piece of fish. Yeah. Right. You know, and try to get it as locally sourced, organically sourced as possible. Um, Does your body um, react to it in a negative way? So, you know, when you, like, eat a certain way for a while and then you ingest it, does do you feel sick or something after? No. I, I think if you look at a menu, right, right and you see, you know, sea bass, 
Mm. And oh God, I'm actually Steve, we're allergic to it. <gasps> no. Well, I had a really bad experience with it one time. No, but I'm literally allergic, Maybe so I, I always get sick an hour after I eat oh, it, and it's honey. happened three times. And I'm like, I'm never eating that crap again. Every time I see it in the menu, I'm like, nope. Nope. It's repellent. Oh, my God. No, I no, no. I love sea bass. Well, I, I mean, I, I used it. to eat it all the time, and then I hadn't had it in three years. And I'm a big salmon girl. Mm. Yeah, I love salmon. Too. It's omega-3s. Yeah. It's really great for your brain. People who are low in omega-3s have higher instances of anxiety and depression. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and inflammation. Big... And inflammation in the body. So Educate yourself. Yes, girl. <laughs> like, it's so yes, interesting. And if, and if so you funny. are plant-based and you want to do a plant-based omega, they can source it from algae. As well. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So talk to me about the sea bass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so if if I look at a sea, you know, and there's probably 95% of the time I'm eating plant-based and I right. crave plant-based right. and I thrive on plant-based. But if I sit down and I look at a menu and my mouth salivates at the sight of the sea bass, I'm gonna get the sea bass. Yeah. Because that's, that's my body's awesome. way of saying psychologically, because digestion starts in the brain, right? So Right, you're, you're, I, I, you, you I, I know it probably sounds silly to the listeners, but I didn't know that. <laughs> well, well, it, meaning, meaning that if you sit down, mm-hmm. if you're going, you're in a, in a busy work day and you just grab a meal and you start eating while you're working and you're not present with your food and you haven't mentally prepared yourself to eat, mm-hmm. you will not have sufficient digestive enzymes in your mm-hmm. gut because the first step of eating should be looking at the food, smelling the food, thinking about the food, becoming present with the food because that releases, starts to release digestive enzymes and, and, oh, wow. and acid. This An, makes enough, so much enough sense. Enough acid in your, in your stomach. I'm really taking this away with me because I had no idea about I this. I had no idea. About, well, it makes a lot of sense because I've reacted negative. I eat in front of my desk as I'm working. And then you get bloated. Bloated. Or heartburn. It's horrible. I was like, what's yes. happening to my, I've never, I'm telling you. <laughs> She's like thinking Damn. about her. No, my but, mind yeah. is blown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so so it, wait, wait, wait. How, what do I do? So like, <laughs> so I get. So now I have to think about the food. I have to. How long? Like a two minutes. Sit with the food. Like, should I talk to should it? I talk to my food. Like, can you tell me? Because this is okay. This is education. Teach yeah. me now. This yeah. sounds so interesting. So so I would say if you could touch the food, like preparing the food, touching mm, the food, okay. looking at it, smelling it. Interesting. Um, taking a moment, taking a few deep breaths. Sometimes I have to talk about the food. Like, oh, my God, I can't wait. To, like, look at how beautiful these chickpeas look. These are beautiful. Like, I just mm. roasted them in, like, Dijon. Because literally, mm. I'm, my mind is – Elsewhere, as yours was when you were checking shit off with your head, you yes, know? Yes. Yes. It happens. Because there's always more things to totally. do, right? And in the same way that we prioritize, like, scheduling off time for working out and mm. meditation, in the same way, you know, what you eat, you are what you eat. It's, like, one yeah. of the oldest adages in the world. Yeah. And prioritizing that time to actually become present with your food is super important. But some, it even sounds like some people pray. Grati- it's, yeah. it's like a sense of gratitude. Exactly. Right, right. This is going to nourish me and let me get in the mm-hmm. mental space where I'm ready to receive that nourishment. Mm. Intuitive. Yeah, intuitive. And, and a really good like sign is that your mouth waters. That's what that is. Like your mouth watering is your, your mouth and your body getting ready to receive oh, because wow. digestion of carbohydrates starts in your mouth. Interesting. So it's it's your body's like okay, feed me that white rice. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> My mouth always like I'm like oh god the white rice the smell of it pizza too pizza does that for me. 
So, and I blame it on my mom because my mom literally ate pizza when she was pregnant with me the entire pregnancy. So just the smell. Mm. I walk by a pizza. Oh my, it's like a vampire. I'm like, where is the pizza? <laughs> it's like, I have to have it. It's the way it looks, smells, everything. Yes. I'm like. What's your favorite type? Just plain cheese. But like New York, Chicago. Any type. Okay. Any type. Even if, you know, I've had pizza with other people. They're like, this pizza's crap. And I'm like, I don't give a crap. It's I, delicious. I feel the same. Like, I'll, Little Caesars. Like, I, I used to oh fuck with God, Little yes. Caesars. Like, $5. $5. You know? Like, or like. Or Domino's is the. I love Domino's because of the garlic, the like little crust. Yes. Well, oh, God. I, I haven't had any of that pizza in a really long time. But I will tell you, I went to Italy in June. Mm, and I, I started my, my, this is like, I started my journey where I was like, I'm going to try to eat as plant-based as possible. Yeah. In Italy, yeah. Okay, in first Italy. of all, food is an art. It is like yeah, a form of adoration and reverence yeah. in Italy. Yes. And I, I ordered a salad that was called Quarto Formaggio. Four cheese. Yeah. Four cheese salad. Yum. And I tried to ask without the cheese. And the owner of the restaurant literally like told the waiter, he's like, what is Quarto Formaggio? Sin Formaggio. <laughs> and I slinked down in my chair and I was like, yep, no, I'm going to eat every fucking cheese I'm that comes across my plate. <laughs> and I did. And I did, you know, because oh like God. I had pizza. Went I had home. Yeah, literally. Went in Rome. <laughs> and that, and you know what? And and going back to like that whole denying myself that experience mm. and being in the moment and just living free and experiencing wasn't worth maintaining the label. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know what I also find interesting when you are talking about that is I've been um, fortunate enough to visit Europe quite a bit. And um, you do see your overweight people, but all in all, people are not overweight. As like here in America, America. there's a, I see overweightness a lot. But in Europe, it's very, I wouldn't, it's for me, I found it very rare to find an overweight, but they do eat everything that I guess we're told not to eat, right? Like, like pizza, a cappuccino, pasta. Cappuccino and croissant for breakfast yeah. every morning, which is right. loaded with butter, right. but yet they're... But, they're but I think super the ingredients are more like local. I think, I think everything is more local. I also think it's lifestyle. Like they're moving. Well, they're walking, mm -hmm. yeah. They're moving. They're walking. They're very active. Yeah, but there, there are also a, a, a number of GMOs and pesticides that are legal in the States that are illegal mm. everywhere else in the world. That's so crazy. And yes. I think that has a huge part to do with it too. You know? Totally. And, 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 and like, you know, local is, is and portions Portions. Portions. Even though in Italy, by like, there's like four <laughs> four courses, and I'm like, how? How do you do? But this? maybe it's for the American tourists. Yeah, like they already know. <laughs> I had heard that their pasta is really a side dish. It's not the main dish. Yeah. But I do feel like when they see the Americans, are like, well, you got to put the They're big like, dish. This is what they want. And they yeah. have this little tiny side dish of fettuccine. I was yeah, like, I want hilarious. a big bowl. No, but when I went to a I went to a winery when I was in Tuscany, and I mean, like these people are just permanently buzzed seven days. <laughs> A week, 12 hours a day. I'm oh like, gosh, this is your life. Because every time we tasted a new wine, he would taste a two. And I'm like, how many wine tastings have you oh done? He's like, seven God. today. And I'm like, wow. and you take a sip with every, he's like, yep, this is my life. I'm permanently. Oh and he was happy and healthy and yeah, vibrant. And yeah. I think, you know, it, so much of it is also mentality mm -hmm. and belief and how mm -hmm. we believe yep. these things are helping or hurting us. Oh, totally. totally. Yes, there's yes. a documentary called Heal. Have you guys seen it no. on Netflix? Oh my I gotta God. see that. Oh, Heal on Netflix? Heal. Yes. Okay, cool. It's about the power of belief okay. and how it influences. You guys have heard of the placebo effect? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I believe in it, actually. I, I mean, really do because I've tested it on myself. Really? Mm-hmm. 
I have, especially with anxiety. Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. You can like meditate anxiety away. Yep. I always do. Calm app, not sponsored by the way, is like my favorite thing ever. <laughs> oh my God. No, seriously, calm, the calm app yeah. has saved my life. Amazing. Uh, my li- I mean, it's just the, the power of meditation yes. has saved my life. I love that the ads that calm has on Instagram where it's like, stop and, and listen to this rain for 15 seconds. Yes. And when you do, you're like, oh, wow, I really needed that. Yes. And it's like you don't even realize that you need that mental yes. space. I said it's reminders. It does notifications yes. on my phone. Uh, okay. And I'll, uh, depends what I'm doing. But, yeah. I'm doing. <laughs> but another really good app is Sam Harris. Have you guys heard of no. Waking Up, Sam Harris app? Okay. No. It's, it's much more educational. Like if okay. you want to learn mindfulness meditation, I think Calm and ones like Headspace. And what's the other one? No, it's common common headspace for the headspace. two most. Yeah, I've heard of headspace. I, I just common love so There's another one. Um, if any Christian um, listeners, it's called Abide, hmm. and oh, it tells you, you like Bible stories. I recently discovered it. Why didn't you tell and, me about um, this one? No, it's interesting because I <laughs> sometimes you do want like when it at least for me, and I've recently been struggling with anxiety, but like I I know where they come from, like that fear where it's rooted. Um, I have a fear of being alone, um, ending mm. up alone. Mm. Yeah. But for me, when I was like listening to Calm, I was like, oh my gosh, it's not really helping me. And when I switched over to Abide in this case and kind of outsourcing, right? So it's not it's not anymore my job to take this out of me. It's, it's dependent on something mm. more powerful yes. than me. That was what was able to, my anxiety was like went yes. away because it wasn't my responsibility to take it away mm-hmm. anymore. You know, it was give outsourced. It right. Give it to God. Give, give it, it to, to something God. more surrender, powerful. Surrender, surrender. Right. Yeah. So abide is a great, Beautiful. great one. Beautiful. For is it any of is our it more listeners. like anecdotal? Like there's stories and stuff. Or? Totally. Um, they. It's all Bible verses, which is very interesting, and definitely that self talk of like surrendering and just like you don't have anything to fear. Like God is right. with you. Like right. all that talk for me works, right? Because I, I sometimes when that when you put that pressure on yourself, it's too much. Sometimes you can take it away from yourself. Mm-hmm. We we are human, right? Mm-hmm. And that is the beauty of us, right? We are strong, but our beauty and vulnerability is probably what makes us even more beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. Amen. So. I think um, the Bible verses really help me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So surrender is is a yeah. huge thing, right? You can you can do everything in your power to row your boat, yeah, where yeah. you want to go. But yes. sometimes the current totally. of life will take you down a yeah. rapid, and instead of trying to paddle as hard as mm-hmm. you can to get back on your path, you surrender. You have yeah. to. You look up. You look at the sky. You yeah. look at the new foliage that's surrounding yeah. the the rapid, and yeah. you enjoy it because yeah. what what are you gonna do? Right? Totally. Well, I'm a big totally. believer in that you always end up where you're supposed to be, yes. and that you're yeah. always gonna be happy. Mm-hmm. So if you're obedient to whatever calling is in your life, whatever part of your journey, like you're gonna be fine. That's yes. the best news. That gave me a lot of comfort in my journey yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. This is such a great lead up to Lully. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's do it. Let's talk about Lully. I, I'm loving it. Tell us all about it. Okay. So Lully is a platform and a okay. community of women who want to learn to live like they love themselves. I now, love it. Love we it. have three pillars. There's live, which is lifestyle content, mm-hmm. move, which is fitness, and eat, which is nutrition. Mm-hmm. And what kind of I want to do and build is a network of experts, thought leaders uh, who can provide content and guidance. Here's what I believe, that there's no one size fits all. Mm -hmm. And I don't subscribe to any one system. What I 
believe is that a system was created because it worked for a person or a set of people, right? Right, right? But when you are exposed to, you know, trauma healing, when you are exposed to integration work, to shadow work, when you're exposed mm-hmm. to plant-based diet, to blue zone diet, to pescatarian diet, to all of these different things, you can then sample and pick and choose and figure out what works best for you. Mm-hmm. So what we want to do is provide a, a, you know, a smorgasbord of information <laughs> I love that. For, right. for, for our users and then ignite the power within you and say, mm-hmm. if you want to live like you love yourself, I can't, that's not prescriptive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's you looking inward, mm-hmm. creating a system of checks and balances, creating a system of, you know, uh, connection with yourself and saying, okay, when I eat meat, I feel X, Y, Z. When I eat grains, right. I feel X, Y, Z. And I can read 20,000 articles about how quinoa is one of the most healing superfoods in the fucking world. Right. But if I get bloated and I don't feel good on it, then that is feedback for me that if I want to live a loving life for myself, I'm not going to eat quinoa. Yep, right. Right? And so baked in bio-individuality, we're all unique. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of backstory on me. I dealt with anxiety and depression as a teenager and was bake-racted, had a suicide attempt when I was 18. And, I mean, to go from that place Mm -hmm. of not wanting to live my life and feeling like life was not worth experiencing to now being where I am, Mm -hmm. a woman standing in her power, imperfect, Mm -hmm. but, and vulnerable, but strong, has been, of course, a journey. And I have amassed experience and knowledge and tried so many different things that I feel like it is my calling, my duty, my responsibility to also share that to other women. And one of the most common threads that we see in the women that come to us is that they resonate with this story. Mm-hmm. They resonate. They're, you know, emotional, sensitive, compassionate, giving women who want to achieve amazing things in their life, but they struggle to find the balance and the space. And, you know, sometimes you just need someone to be like, yo, you're a fucking rock star. You're beautiful. <laughs> and you are capable of that. You are right. capable of all the things you want to do. Because mm-hmm. sometimes we don't have people pouring into us. Right. Yeah. Especially those of us that are strong. Mm-hmm. The strong mm-hmm. ones... Right. A lot of the times don't have, you know, we're, we're lifting everyone up, but right. who's checking on us? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Please it's check true. on the strong friends that you have. Yeah. Please do. Please do. Amen Please to that. Do. Honestly. Amen yeah. to that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Jump, as you will see, Melissa, is so kind of like this crash course of Lully. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, moving for 30 minutes every day. It's eating plant-based foods. It is checking in with yourself every day, developing a mindfulness practice, feeding your mind. Mm. growing, mm. adopting a growth mindset, constantly learning, constantly reflecting on all the experiences that you you have. You know, instead of saying, life is happening to me mm-hmm. or I'm a victim of my circumstance, saying, no, I have a choice every single day mm-hmm. and feeding our minds with new tools and then constantly s- determining within ourselves, is this tool something that works for me or is it not? And uh, my goal is that when people get off of jump, which is like an intensive hand-holding experience, mm-hmm. they'll be able to funnel into the Lully app, which will have recipes for them to continue their journey, Amazing. movement for them to continue their journey, and then empowering educational content for them to continue thriving yeah. on their journey. You know, it's it's a constant, constant journey. And basically, like, I want to build something where like, I want to go on every day. Yes. You yeah. know, just like I'm sure when you guys create content, you're like, 
who do we want to have conversations right. with yeah. and let's share those conversations, yeah. you know? Totally. No, 100%. It has to come from you first, right. Right? right? I think that that's super important. But that's what I love about what you're creating. It's mind, body, and soul. Yes. And that is the epitome of becoming yes. the best version of yourself. Amen. You know, and that is what we do at Millennial Women, which is why we were so happy to talk to you because <laughs> you align so perfectly with our mission. Because if you can't be the best version of you, you can't be the best version for your family, yes. for your work, for God, yes. you know, for life. And yes. um, and I think a lot of people have to always remember that we're not running out of, well, we are running out of time in a sense that we're all going to leave this earth. That's guaranteed. But we are hopefully going to live a very long life. Mm-hmm. And so you always have to be growing, pushing mm-hmm. yourself. Yes. You know, what else can I do? And that's what I love about what you're building. And that's why I'm excited to start Jump because I feel like, I'm going to get back to me, yes. but this time in a much better version. Yes. And I know it. Yes. And I know I it. I feel it. I literally feel the energy <laughs> yes. coming off of you. Like, I can't I, wait. No, you've already, like, you're already there. You've already yeah. decided you're going to manifest oh, through yes. the process. Oh, yes. Because I feel in a lot of ways, you know, I'm a person, I'm a workaholic by nature. I've always been mm-hmm. since I was a kid. And I really have always been passionate about my dreams and my career and this sense of, almost running out of time. Mm. I, I have to do this. This has to get me. So I sacrifice whatever it takes, like working out, like going to the grocery store, like whatever, and saying, no, my work comes first. Mm-hmm. My work comes first. But what I realized was that I was not becoming the best version of myself mm-hmm. because I was only taking care of one area of my life. Mm-hmm. And career is not the biggest area. Do you think that that, because what you're saying resonates mm-hmm. with me, from your perspective, does that is that a family culture thing or is that something that was like innate? Like that drive and that I would determination? Say it's both, right? So like I definitely saw the workaholic in my mom, mm-hmm. right? And so I always associate and my parents, you know, they have such a great entrepreneurship story in which they they always knew they wanted to have their businesses, but they failed at three businesses first and they even put them into bankruptcy and it was really bad and then now they've been able to be successful for the last 20 years so I always kind of saw like well I've got to bust my butt forever to be successful and even to this day I still see my mom like hustling she's taking a little step back as she's gotten older but I think it's a little bit of both I think it's something that was already in me I think it was my mom I think it was ballet ballet starting at three years old and I stopped around 21 that discipline you Mm -hmm. wanted to get that part you wanted to do this you got it was like I, I want this is what it takes I don't care like I will never forget this in talking about burgers but I remember this specific <laughs> like I don't know visual in my brain we were in the middle of rehearsals for one of the performances that we that we do every year in ballet and my mom was standing at the doorway with a cheeseburger from Burger King okay as I was rehearsing I would jump get the bite come back in and so food for me was always like, a, I just, I got to get it in. Wow. Going back to what we were saying yes. about conscious Amazing. eating. Yep. And not having, because I saw my mom do it, eating in front of a desk, right. you know, or feeding me as a baby on the desk, like whatever. And that, that moment, I'll never forget it. And I don't know what it was. I thought it was the pickles things. I don't now I don't like pickles. I remember grabbing, I was like, oh God, she got me a pickle, but I got to swallow it because I'm dancing. <laughs> but that whole, like, we just got to go. Yeah. We yeah. got to get this done. Wow. And you that's know? like ma- major programming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Conditioning yeah. 101 for sure. Yes. Yeah. And I think yes. that that's in a lot of ways why food, I mean, I've been fortunate enough where I've never been overweight, right? Mm-hmm. I never struggled necessarily my weight. I think that now has been the time that I've ever, you would say, right? Yeah, ever. I think this is the first time in my life I've ever struggled with right. weight. I'm actually at the weight that my mom was when she was pregnant with me. Mm-hmm. And when she told me that two, two or three weeks ago, I said, oh, we have a problem here. Mm-hmm. 
do because, we? Because, well, you know, I don't feel good. Okay. Yeah. Yes. You yes, know what yes. I mean? And I, and but I, the number, sorry to cut you off. But oh, the, yeah. The number, the number yeah, is right. not like. Well, you're right. The you're scale right. ain't, this is something. The you're scale right. ain't motherfucking shit. You're right. First of all. You're right. Mm-hmm. It is one number. And then from that number, objective, one dimensional number that we allow to dictate the way mm-hmm. we feel about ourselves. But yeah. like you have muscle in your body. You have organs. Yeah. You have. That's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. if you don't feel good, oh, I don't. Right. No, then that's I don't. it. I don't. And I feel, and it was so funny because I watched your stories the other day and you were saying about, and you said it early in the conversation, our bodies are intended to move. Mm-hmm. So why you wake up with aches and pains, it's not because something, like you're not moving. Right. And that's what's happening to me. Yes. Because I'm not sleeping. I'm aching and pain. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, come on. And when I saw your story, I was like, well, of course I'm not moving. Right. I'm I'm Instacarting everything. Yes. I'm coming yes. to my office. I'm not getting off of my or I'm coming to podcast room and recording. Yeah. And I think that it's so, so important. We go it's from so like important. one seated position to the other. Yeah. Just just walking up to here to here. That's it. Yes. You're not really moving. There there's there's someone I follow on Instagram named Jeff who his Instagram handle is the Urban Barefoot. Oh, I love that. And he was he podiatrist, MD, podiatrist mm-hmm. by training, and now he does a number of things, but he's an advocate for bare feet walking. Interesting. And he had a post the other day that said, are you actively sedentary? Mm, interesting. Because, we, you know, we, we, we set aside 30 minutes to an hour to work out, but then other than that, we're completely immobile. Mm-hmm. And the goal is to move as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So standing desks, in, like on phone call, all, when you're on phone calls, walk. Yeah. Right, right. Walk to as many places as you can. It's not the culture here in Miami, but yeah. I got rid of my car. You got rid of your car? I got rid of my car. And I, I, so I live in an area where Midtown, Design District, right. Wynwood. Right, it's all next to each other, yeah. Edgewater, like I'm 20 minutes from a Target. I'm 20 minutes from, I prefer to walk. I prefer to walk. To me, walking is like therapy. It's especially like in between, if I'm going from one meeting to the next, I'll change coffee shops because like it's a pause. It's like a pause of coming to the present instead of being always doing. Right. But anyways. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So what is the best piece of advice that you can give our audience today? I mean, they have so much takeaway, but <laughs> so much. You can sum it up to maybe one thing. <laughs> I, I suck at these. I say, it's, like, it's like when someone says, "What's your favorite song?" and I'm like, "Oh God!" Oh, I know. It is hard. You know? Well, you know what? What's like the one thing now? Maybe that you're you have overcome today. Maybe it's something more of a recent thing. I would say, and the reason why this is coming up right now is because I'm in a place where it ties into Lully because it's about love, but it's also about relationships is that love and fear are not binary, mm-hmm. meaning one can exist with the other and that the presence of fear does not indicate the absence of love and that you can, loving someone unconditionally, loving yourself unconditionally can be scary. Mm-hmm. It can be scary and awkward and uncomfortable, um, but feel the fear, do it anyway. That's my favorite that's my that's my tattoo. Is Have you really? seen? That's my that's my that's tattoo. my favorite quote of all time. Feel oh the fear, God. but do it anyway. Oh yes, yes. Oh, I love it. That's my favorite quote. And of all I would time. also say, like, in order to love yourself, you must first listen to yourself. Yes, mm. is a really important one, and that goes back to like this internal knowing and and like unlocking this internal wisdom that we all have mm. um, is is super important too. I feel like that was shitty advice because I feel no. like I got oh, super put so on the good. spot, but you know, it's <laughs> that it was, was so good. good. Thank you so much. That was so good in tandem. That was so good. Like, should we harmonize? Should we Oprah this right now? (laughs) 
<laughs> Nicole, you're the best. Thank, thank you, you so much, much for your time and for all the gems that you just dropped on this episode. Of course. Thank, thank you. you guys so much for having me. Thank Love you. to see you guys thrive. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. If you want to learn more about Nicole and Lully, please visit lully.co and follow them on Instagram at lullyapp and at Nicole underscore Mejia. Subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes and Spotify. Ladies, this helps us continue to bring powerful conversations just like this to you every single week. Want free and discounted resources? Then sign up right now to our free newsletter at wearemillennialwomen.com for subscriber-only freebies and perks to help you become the best version of yourself. And as always, we encourage you to continue on with the conversation. Keep being the strong, amazing woman that you are. Never forget to live inspired. Until next time, MW. Always love Melissa and Stephanie Carcace.